live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. Live from the past, including for the uh, Pathway Studios here in Johnson Proper. I'm excited. Uh, hey, uh, I'm gonna do something weird. I'll, I'm gonna right back. I'm, I'm, I'm moving over. So we have an open microphone today, and so I'm gonna mute this uh, host microphone, and I'm gonna sit as a guest over there, and we're gonna talk like men. We're gonna talk. Uh, this is the time we're gonna talk like we're gonna men. T- we're gonna talk like men. Every other time we haven't been talking like men. Yeah. And it has everything to do with where Ben is sitting. Yeah, yeah. Mike, you can give a shot. I think this is going to be overall great. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm coming over. Booba, uh, t- talk about our Instagram. So, actually, uh, we just got an Instagram. Um, you can follow us now at Live from the Path. Um, all one word, Live from the Path. You'll see us. If you do follow our Facebook, it is the same picture from there. Um, and if you get on right now, you'll be part of the first followers of this account. So, that's a big deal. Uh, we'd like to start giving you guys some content following... Uh, uh, some people that kind of do more Instagram than Facebook. It's just an opportunity for us to uh, push them in a way that they want to be pushed so we can start interacting with people who come on the show and that we know. So uh, follow us just like you do on Facebook for some content. Yeah, yeah, push them. I like it. I don't know how to use the Instagram. Is it primarily pictures? Is that the deal? It is only pictures. <laughs> well, pictures and videos, yeah. Okay, all right. This is going to be good. So, he, okay, here, here's what we're going to tell you. This is a great show, fellas. Uh, w- w- the corona is, is in full breath. And yeah. so we were talking before the show that I think, I think we've just got some questions, and we thought, this is a safe space. This is the place to ask the questions uh, about the corona. Right. Uh, and, and talk about, like, like reasonable people. Because uh, here's the deal with something like this. People are always talking to a vacuum. They're talking to hear themselves speak. Right. And they're like, oh, I sound really good saying this. My outrage is justified. I hate everybody who's doing anything. And so uh, we're not after that. I think we just want to be able to uh, react to the world in a, in a reasonable way, in a prudent manner that shows uh, wisdom and probably some semblance of hope. Right, exactly. Like, there's, we, we are saturated with information right now when it comes to this stuff, but, like, I just don't know who to trust. And I don't know what sources are right, and I don't know who's talking gibberish and who's talking from any, an actual educated standpoint. I just can't tell where to get my information from right now. There are probably 15 guys out there making predictions right. on, like, I, I was just reading a guy a couple, three three days ago, and he's like, we're already on the downward slide of this thing. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that's cool. That, I mean, <laughs> good, no worries then. Right. And then everybody else in the world's like, hey, man, we're on the uptick. This is going to yep, be the worst exactly. thing ever. Exactly. And I thought, hey, Richard, whatever your name is, uh, I'm going to keep a bookmark on you so I can email you later and be like, you lied to everybody. <laughs> right, exactly. You told people lies. Right, there's no consequences to that. Correct. Someone can prognosticate somewhere uh, and it never shows back up did you just say the word prognosticate yeah is yeah. that even a word yeah so, and that's the thing is the internet is <laughs> i mean that's all that's basically if you want to break down the premise to what the worst of the internet is right it's constant prognostication from people that have zero abilities information yeah. or fact checking and they're like here's the thing and then they'll draw a graph and i'm like a graph 
Well, okay, well. That looks guy, legit. Yeah, yeah, this guy has obviously got this thing all There's handy. obviously data behind this. So, uh, so uh, maybe we should just, let's just see, let's do what we know. What do we know that we can consider to be hard fact that hasn't come from right. a thousand different places? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, what's, what's undisputed? What's yeah. undisputed? Uh, so, one, uh, COVID-19, yep. the coronavirus uh, 19 uh, established in 2019. That's it. Yep. There's been coronaviruses before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just used the 19 to establish it. So it's coronavirus 2019. Uh, source, uh, Wuhan, China. Wuhan, yep. Uh, what's the, uh, why? Where did it come from? I thought it came from an animal. Yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, I'm this not. Is how out, this is how out of touch I am with this stuff. I honestly have no idea where this popped up. So I know, I know that most, like, uh, dogs are vaccined for corona. Oh, for for most really? of the coronavirus, yeah, it's yeah, it's part of their vaccine package that they so, give animals. So, so what's going on with the the whole Lysol has coronavirus already on it? Thing? It's because but is, it, is this just a new mutation yeah. of the original coronavirus? Yeah, this is an existing group with? of viruses. Okay, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. That's what I was wor- wondering about. Like, I didn't know if they were saying like Lysol predicted this was going to happen, blah blah, blah, which was crap. But like, I was just confused by that. Okay, so so we know uh, the, the, the epicenter. That's where it starts. Started okay. in Wuhan. Okay. It did a lot of damage there. Yes. Yeah, uh, and, and it tore the place up. Pretty rough. It's a, it's a legit concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are more susceptible to it are people with compromised immune systems, yep. especially people that are older. Uh-huh. Um, and here's a, a, at the end of the day, the thing that gets you is not the coronavirus itself; it's pneumonia. Like okay, right? Like you get coronavirus and then you get fluid in your lungs. Like if you don't have the ability to fight it off, mm, yeah, okay, and you catch pneumonia, and that's the thing that actually. Right, yeah, you, you go for one of the symptoms, yeah. Caused you the trouble. Otherwise, the coronavirus is, is simply a, a, a cold or flu-like virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, when compared against the standard influenza, even influenza A and B that are fairly prevalent uh, here in Western society, right. um, not considered to be more lethal, um, definitely more uh, transmittable. Because we do not have current antibodies against coronavirus, 19 or COVID-19, mm-hmm. yeah. um, most people do not have the innate ability to just pass it off or, and, and, and defeat it, right? So um, it does, y- you, it's easy to catch. It's, it's, it's transmissible through uh, respiratory fluid, uh, coughing, sneezing, whatever. That's why they have like the six-foot social justice rule. Yep. Right. So Wait, is that what they call it? Six-foot social justice rule? Social uh, distancing. Social distancing, yeah. <laughs> I probably said that now, wrong. Now, okay, so let me so, uh, so I'm keep asking questions as you keep spitting out information, honestly. Okay. So, so when it comes down to it, what I've heard is that the lethality rates and morta- mortality rates are skewed incorrectly because of possibility that these cases are not being diagnosed fast enough. Uh, it's, I would say that, that everyone recognizes that our numbers are bad for multiple okay. reasons. Okay. Um, so you could say they're not being diagnosed fast enough, but like it's also crazily underreported because here's the thing let's right. say i came down with some sort of cough and it lasted for three days yeah that do- doesn't get i wouldn't report CDC. it yeah i wouldn't have called it in i wouldn't have thought anything right. about it's it allergy season here in the midwest right. right yeah so these are not major concerns yeah. for say 20 to 50 year olds uh, you get a cough uh, around the 1st of March or 1st of April, you're like, it's allergy time. Right. There's allergy season going on. Temperature swings are going on. And that might be what's going on and all this different stuff are both things. You wouldn't even think about hardcore. it. Yeah. Right. right. And, and I think that's true for the vast majority, vast majority of people. What it uh-huh. was, and this is where the numbers get difficult um, because we, we don't know how much they reflect reality because you're relying on humans to report things. But like something like 80% of people um, won't even know they have it. And, and uh, let's just be clear here. Not everybody gets it, though. Like, even though you it, – it, a, a lot of – this is true for the for a lot of different things. But, like, it, it, it doesn't um, – it's not inevitable that you're going to get it. 
and it doesn't mean that it's it, that it affects this, everybody in the same way. It has right. a lot to do with the host. That's why we talk about immunocompromised people is that, that they're in a much more difficult situation because their body's not prepared to fend it off. But like you, you very well could have most people listening to this very well could have already had it and you would not have even known the difference. You would have sniffled for a couple of days, and you wouldn't even have thought about it. And but that's that's why our reaction, to a certain extent, is disproportionate because all of a sudden we treat the thing as if one, it's inherently deadly. It's mm-hmm. not. Um, so there are some people where it, where it impacts them that way, but the flu does that. Uh, car accidents do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to this later, but there's a, there's a, a, there we have to recognize that there is a an ex, there's an amount of risk that we take by doing anything to live our lives. In fact, there's a greater risk of me dying in a car accident than there is even close to, to coming down with this, right? And so, and I still leave the house. And so, j- again, as we think about a proportionate response to this type of thing, just th- th- there's some considerations there. But so, generally, just because it exists doesn't mean you're going to get it. Just because you're going to get it doesn't mean it's going to actually ha- make any consequential difference to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, th- this is where we, we, the, how we respond to things um, is disproportionate. And, and again, I don't want to get too far into this discussion because it brings out the people from the shadows of the internet. But right. like, but but like, measles is is, is the same thing. Are there kids who die from exposure to measles? Uh, yes. Uh, is it the vast majority of them? Uh, no, it isn't. Most people, most most kids, even who who get measles, especially in a, 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 a I don't know a Western state with competent access to to good food, clean right. air, clean water, uh, we, we'll get through it just fine. Like, we still vaccinate for the measles, but just mm-hmm. recognize that, like, you, what you're fearing is a is a peripheral case, and you're protecting against the, the a spread of something even larger, which is the crux of our response. Right. The, 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 the type of thing that the government's trying to do isn't trying to keep people from getting it. It's people from transmitting it's, it. It's trying to keep, one, it, one, it's spreading, and not even that it won't spread, because it only takes one idiot to walk into anywhere and spread yeah, it. Like, that's why it's here. If it started in Wuhan, and it's here in the United States, and it's decimating, and it's all over Italy. Say, yeah. uh, and so, like, if that's happening, just recognize that, like, there's no way they can possibly contain how quickly things spread. So right. they're not actually even saying, hey, we think that we can stop people from getting it. They're trying to, to dispense, disperse how often or how many people get it once mm-hmm. so that your infrastructure doesn't crumble in light of it. Right. And I think that's a big distinction right now that people aren't recognizing is that's one of the biggest reasons they're doing that. And they talked right. about it in um, – uh, President Trump talked about that both yesterday and today. And then uh, Governor Reynolds uh, from Iowa talked yep. about that today as well. Is one of the biggest things we're trying to w- take care of is the impact on the infrastructure we have because we have finite resources when it comes to how many cases we can handle simultaneously. Yes, exactly. And I heard someone, this is a pile of people whining on Facebook, but there was somebody who's like, hey, the right thing to do is to react to um, if our infrastructure is bad, we should fix our infrastructure. That would be dumb. Why would we possibly set up our, our hospitals at all times to otherwise handle a situation that happens very rarely? Right. Like you're going to have a million nurses on staff all the time ready for – like it just doesn't make any sense to, to, to do that. It, it recognizes that this is a unique situation. Well, I, I mean, and to be fair, like infrastructure – I mean, let's just look at the diff- infrastructure, right? Like it's the backbone, and, and like all backbones are arduous and take a long time to build. Yeah. So like yes. I, I think the thing that I'm having the hardest time tolerating here is let's be honest. Everybody's in char- uncharted waters here. Everybody. Right from your superintendent who's having to decide before they made it mandatory to call school and right and like whether your school uh, called it early or yours waited till the mandate came down. These dudes, I mean, imagine that shows up at your desk. 
you get the same information as the general public. There's not like a secret superintendent phone, right, where they're like, here's the actual deal, Superintendent Jones, right? Like, you have the same information. It's all flowing down from the government and from from news outlets and whatever, and you're like, you know, I don't know. If I pull this trigger too fast... I'll, I'll be I'll be nailed as as like a whatever an, an overcautious boob, and if I do it too slow, I'll be blamed for the sickness of the next a, a thousand yep. people in the district. Right, so everybody's in uncharted waters here, and, and and the thing that I'm having a hard time taking in is I realize that it's easy to call balls and strikes from your back office chair at your house where you're quarantined, but like we got we got the best medical minds trying to figure out how we can get this thing wrapped up. Right. And like, there has to be, especially from a Christian point of view, I'm having a hard time with all with all the "I told you so"s, right? That's not yeah. in your vocabulary in everyday living, right? Every, you know, when Jesus had the opportunity for "I told you so"s, he said, uh, "Turn the other cheek, walk another mile, take it, give him the cloak, give him the tunic," right? Like the "I told you so"s don't come out, and and that. that the vast majority is is if we'd have done this this and this and this and this and this then this this and this you don't know you don't know any of those things you are purely guessing right and and like so some of like the reaction that we were just talking about um is is a, a guy was talking about this today is he basically said look you obviously with the reported cases we can't make decisions as if the reported cases is the actual here and now. Right. We're already three days behind whatever that is. Right. These are just the things we're learning. Right. By the time someone has gotten in, gotten tested, and verified that they got the thing, they're six days in. They got it. Right. Right. And so, like, who knows how many people they talked to in six days. So now we have to try to measure our response to be six days in the future as if we're six days behind. Because you are. Right. That seems reasonable reasonable to me. That's right. If you'd have come over to me a, a week ago and said they're going to close schools, they're going to close the casinos, they're going to ban you from every job site you're going to work, I'd be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Right. But like, uh, once it's explained to me by a guy who knows something or other, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it, I get it. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Uh, right. uh, I mean, I'm in uncharted waters too. I don't know how to react to, hey, you're supposed to be at work tomorrow, but now you can't go. And like, think of let's get down to Johnny Average American, right? Like. Are you going to pay me? Like, if I go on quarantine and you don't have any work for me to do from home, am I going to get money? Or do I have to take, like, vacation days? Or what goes on here? Nobody knows. And can we just take a a big, deep breath and go, nobody actually knows. We're working to figure this out. (laughs) There's a lot of humans in this equation, right? Like, And I think we look at, and and, and people from, from various parts of the spectrum act like there's a machine somewhere kicking out this stuff. There's Ready? Here's your big hit. There's humans in the White House. There's, right. there's humans running your local governments. There's humans running your state government. Okay? These are humans, people with families, people with jobs. Not, not, and I don't care your political persuasion. These aren't soulless uh, caverns of demons. Right. Okay? They're humans trying to figure out reasonable ways of going about things. In uncharted waters. That's right. All right. And, and so your opinion, largely, and let's, be, let's be honest about this. Most of the people who have the strongest opinion have formed it because they saw someone else with a strong opinion and said, yeah, I agree with that. Now I'm going to trumpet that and say that this is the thing that's true. Um, you're not dealing with raw data. You have no background or experience. Like, this is not, this is not the time for your I, I told you so punditry. Okay. This also isn't the time to take whatever uh, political problem you have with it, all numbers of people and repaint a situation of people that are actually trying to help. Okay, like objectively, objectively, I think you have people who are trying to do the right thing here. Mm-hmm. You, you may you may disagree that they haven't done the right thing in the past. This is not, and frankly, this is not just about the president. We've talked about this in the show. I don't love this man. 
Okay, right. but like I, I look out at, 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 at groups of people, and no one's trying to screw you here. I think they're humans in uncharted territory that you need to have a little grace for because everyone thinks that that they would do it so much better. But here's the deal, friend: if you could have done it so much better, you have vastly wasted your skills there on your couch. Like, wh- wh- why didn't you have the balls to get in the political race? <laughs> okay, you're you're 15 years behind from being president because you were a coward and decided to sit on that. Well, you should be helping humanity with your efforts. But to the extent that you're not, because you're actually not qualified, you don't actually know what you're doing, and all your information is and in, in opinion is based upon and formatted from other random dudes you read on the internet, take it easy. I'd recommend shutting your mouth for a while. Maybe don't comment every four hours. Maybe don't post anything on Facebook about something you don't know anything about. Share news that's good. Share information that is helpful to other people, and past that, maybe keep your opinions back just there. You're looking dumb. Um, and for, for, for Christians, you're betraying the name of Jesus here. You look stupid. You've decided to invest yourself in a fight that you don't, in, in your ignorance, and raise a flag about it. And this is the wrong thing. Why don't you, here's the deal, you, you take that time and let, let's, let's pray for the people who are, who are working in restaurants who legitimately can't expect a paycheck. Right. You work a blue-collar job. I, I work a white-collar job, okay? I work in an office. They're going to pay me. Even if they shut the place down for two weeks, they'll pay me. Uh, now, here's the thing. My job's not going away. I'll be working for the next two weeks. Mine I won't go, go anywhere. Right. But, like, most of your white-collar work, office work, it's a bigger corporation. They're going to pay you, okay? You start getting into things like restaurants, they don't have it. The money's not coming in. If they have to shut down for two to three weeks, like, the server's not getting paid. Manager's not getting paid. Uh, the guy who owns the, the, the local restaurant isn't bringing any money. He legitimately cannot pay you. And I, he probably doesn't have insurance to cover situations mm-hmm. like this, uh, unless and until the, the state allows you to fire disability on it or something. Okay, So, like, um, th- that's what I'm saying. There's, there's legit hardships here. Uh, this is not the time for your wisdom. It, it, it's the time for your action. It's to go do something that otherwise helps the thing that's within your control. And this is where – this goes back to something I think we've talked about uh, within the last year or so, is this is where social media is misleading. It gives you the, the thought that you have – um, more of an influence with your voice than you do with your feet. And that's fake. It's not fake for everybody. There's some people who the platform simply meets them where they're at. Right. The ability to, inf- they're already influencing thousands of people. This just allows them to do it faster. But like, often we're mistaken on the amount of influence social media or our opinion actually gives us. It, the, 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 it's like having a microphone. Um, you, ever step, you ever been to an open mic night? Like at a, like so, some yeah. like musician or slam poetry or something, and like th- there's there's totally something about getting in front of a microphone and being louder than everybody else. We just talked about this at church for a different reason, but like <laughs> it gives you a sense of power. Everyone stops and shuts up while I speak, and my loud voice fills the room. It gives you a sense of power, and so that social media does that very thing. It gives you a sense of power, and it makes it gives you the false impression that you have influence. Uh, and to the extent that you have a finite bucket of influence and you decide that you're going to spout on the mouth about things you don't really know or just regurgitate other people's opinions, or you could use that same amount of time and take that influence and, and spend it in prayer, spend it in um, checking up on people who are probably in a rough situation with, uh, with reduction in work schedules or they don't know what to do with their kids, okay? Or to figure out a ways to scrape some money together. Uh, you know the homeless shelter is going to be running out of food pretty soon mm-hmm. yeah. because people are hoarding the crap on their own and they're not giving it elsewhere. Uh, there's all kinds of needs that are directly caused by this situation. And whether it's ineptitude up top or it's just the nature of the beast is irrelevant to you. We can be hands and feet people. Uh, and and if, if that soaks up almost all of our time and we didn't get a chance to comment on whether you thought someone was doing a competent job, 
glory be to God. That's probably all right. <laughs> so, and and I think I know, like a lot of the a lot of the heart stuff comes to fruition because they're like, hey, if we would have handled this differently, um, then we would have reduced the number of people that are going to die from this thing. Some of that is true, right? But once again, it's an hmm, it's a twenty twenty hindsight kind of deal, right? Like I can always tell you how I would have done something different to prevent whatever. And the truth of the matter is you're kind of shaking your fist at the wrong demon here, right? Like nobody created the thing, right? right? Like no one planned to unleash it. And so it is a thing that is happening to us as a people, as a world. It's a thing that's happening to us. And so we are trying to, to handle it in our most efficient and responsible way still being valuable humans here, mm-hmm. right? So, so like, I get it. Like, you're saying, because they will come back and say, listen, but people's lives are actually at stake, and that is true. And, like, no one's trying to take the weight off of that. I think everybody knows that. Every, that's why people are, to the best of their abilities, America's a tough, it's a tough soup bowl, right? Like, when you, when you say you, you're, you're going to be part of the land of the free, um, it's not like other countries where you can just demand martial law and then everyone accepts it. That's not how it works here. Yeah. As soon as you do, as soon as you institute a martial law or even a curfew, good luck getting half the hillbillies to do it. They'll just they'll go. I'll do whatever I want. I mean, I, in fact, I was, I was just thinking about this, and this is totally unfair and completely biased because I don't know if this is true or not. But like a couple friends of mine are traveling for work, you know. Yeah. And they're and they're they're working down in Texas. And I thought if there's one place where I think they will say, whatever. <laughs> We're Texas. <laughs> we will continue to run Texas however Texas runs. No one's going to tell us how to limit whatever. And maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't even look into it, right? But it occurred to me that, like, going through that thought process, if I actually, if, if my my kids are hungry and I got no food, I will break your curfew. Right. I will go out into the streets and I will go to the store. Right. And, and, and because I live in the land of the free, that is a, a mindset that, like, was given to me at birth here. It's an honor and a privilege to be in this country where I have that thought process where, mm-hmm. I mean, put us, put us in a lot of the countries throughout the world and then countries throughout past uh, where you can look back and go, when the Romans say, you don't leave your house, you don't leave. Right. You'll die of starvation in there before you walk out because they'll put a sword through you, right? So realize that, that all these conversations are coming from a platform of privilege here, but it also makes us a very hard country to govern because you're governing... Everyone has equal power here, right? We're a free society, and you can you can put as many curfews as you want, but the worst thing you're going to do, let's say you get a bunch of lawbreakers breaking the curfew, right? What, are you going to put more than 10 of them in a jail cell? Because you, <laughs> sir, you just broke the thing, right? What are you going to do with these people? Fishbowl yeah. at county jails. Yeah. Is about right? To get really you're going to fine them? <laughs> you know, they're like, <laughs> find me. But and, and, and on that same token, like, I, so I went to the store, right? To, and it wasn't even for emergency preparedness. I just go to the store, yep. right? And I'm walking through the, through the aisles, and I'm looking around, and, like, still the toilet paper's gone. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought, is this the first thing on people's minds? Hey, if this all goes haywire, i got to wipe my butt. i just I got to be able to wipe it. And, and like, the peanut butter sits completely stuck. Uh, I was going to say. The it, bread yeah. is available. I went to Sam's Club yesterday with family, and I was astonished to see what was out of stock. Like, the TP was out of stock. The baby wipes were out of stock, which, seriously, people, it, baby wipes are not for, for disin, uh, as a disinfectant. That's not how that works. They make those, but it, baby wipes aren't it. Yeah, baby <laughs> wipes aren't it. There are people who have children that could really use the yeah. baby wipes, yeah. and, and you think you're disinfecting your home by cleaning all your doors with baby That makes no sense. You are, you are I'm, I'm sorry not to, uh, to, to, forget it, I'm, I'm not sorry for being harsh. You're being idiotic. 
You're being idiotic and it's hurting You're causing people. micro problems exactly. when there's a macro exactly. problem going I, on. I, my mother runs a daycare and she had to buy a pallet of paper towels because she goes, if this lasts long enough, I'm going to run out of baby wipes and I need to find something. Like I got to figure something out. And she goes, I'll create my own baby wipes. Mm -hmm. But that's ridiculous that we've got to do that because people are buying the wrong products and it's dumb. And it's like, it's interesting to see what people care about in these times. And it's like, we have to put, we have to put uh, 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 bans on or uh, limits on how much we can get laundry items and how much we can get cleaning items and things like that. And then people are buying bathroom cleaners thinking those are disinfectants and all this different stuff. You need to educate yourself as a consumer and buy the right things. So think, think about this. Think of the broad. But canned chicken was completely stocked. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So th think about the broad notion of we like to see to think of ourselves. There, there's a political philosophy that says, look, uh, we, we, we want to make sure we help all those people who are in need. Right. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure they've got health insurance. We want to make sure that they, that everyone who needs uh, the welfare assistance has it. Uh, education, jobs, right like that. OK. Now, you take that same thought process that we as the people are going to give and support the first sign of fear in our country. What did we do? What's our individual expression is to hoard for ourselves. Mm hmm. Now, on the opposite side, what they'll say is, well, we wouldn't have to do that if we otherwise had all these things in place. Right. But here's the thing. You do have to put your actions where your heart intends to be. And now, this is disappointing on every angle, right? Everyone, we, all, we all should be able to look at this and go, hey, do I need all this crap? If, I, if, if we had not overreacted, the stuff would still be there. In fact, my wife went to go, uh, we have a local supermarket in Bondurant, and she, she went there to buy some things, and the butcher lady was out there, and they were fresh, they were clean out of chicken, mm -hmm. all out of chicken. And uh, the lady was talking to my wife, who ended up buying some other meat or whatever, and she goes, we were fine. We were well stocked. People have been pragmatic around here. We have toilet paper, like we had the, the, the Bondurant grocery. People were, had been reasonable. And she right. goes, uh, we, well, I cut up, uh, the lady cut up a bunch of chicken breasts and set them out this morning. And she said, some lady came out and bought her clean out. And she goes, man, what's, you know, is everything all right? I asked him, she goes, oh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, it's just my normal grocery store was out of chicken. And so I came here. That woman doesn't even normally shop there. Mm -hmm. So she went from some, so someone else had cleaned out somewhere else. So she went to some other place and to completely cleaned it out. And so the butcher lady's like, I've got normal customers, people who come in here and buy chicken all the time, and who have been, been buying chicken normally, even in this time, recognizing that other people in their community will need chicken. They're not the only right. people that live here, and so I'll buy what I need. Someone else will come get what they need. It's the Bailey Building alone. <laughs> okay? and, uh, but no, this, this other woman, with complete disregard for the community that she was in, mm -hmm. came and cleaned the joint out and left. And so like, th that's the thing, is that we look at it, and she's like, you don't need it. I, we, we're out of, we were out of eggs. Uh, we, when we looked around for eggs today, and there's no eggs anywhere. Nowhere. No, I bought it from a local farmer, and and then I bought enough that I can take some to a grandparents or whatever who also can't get some. Yeah. Like, well, eggs things go bad. You can't just hold eggs right, forever. Exactly. What's the matter yeah, with you? You can't freeze eggs. Quit hoarding eggs. And so, like, it's it's just that I guess here's the broad point in in times where you feel like things are out of your control, recognize that you're right. They are out yeah. of your control. There are things that are bigger than you. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 a lot of Jesus' advocation on the Sermon on the Plain uh, and, and Sermon on the Mount are, are about individual control. What can you control? You can forgive even if the other person is abusing you, right? You can give them, you can give them the, the, the tunic even if they stole your cloak, right? These are things, uh, the, the, look, at the, um, uh, look at the plank in your own eye. That's your control before right. you can help with the speck in somebody else's. And so uh, when, when things feel too big, your first reaction shouldn't be, let me comment on the big. 
it's to take control of what you have control over. Well, what, what can I do? Well, uh, I cannot. Uh, what, what would I not want other people to do to me? Buy everything out from under me. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to act responsible. Even when everyone else is going to act foolishly. We're going to act responsible. I'm going to wash my hands like I'm supposed to. I'm going to try not to go out. I'm going to recognize the people who are immunocompromised. I'm going to stay away from them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably keep my beard clean. Right? Because do you notice that like everywhere in the world where this thing is going on, and in the United States, they've been hitting this, like they're not asking for anything outrageous here. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Right. Don't, in, don't, don't, don't get in large groups where things can spread quickly, yep. at least for a while. Uh, don't go around immunocompromised people. Uh, especially if you've been have any possibility of getting exposed, but in general, right. maybe just stay away from them. Right, right, and like these are not hard things; they're personal things within your control. It's when we start to bat above our range and say, "I will control bigger than me by my personal action," is when things start to get foolish. And so, it's it, this is so difficult because it's um, there's so many things that need uh, right sized in the conversation. Right, the right perspective of. Um, do I need to be afraid of this virus carte blanche? Is it the black plague? It's not. Right. It's not. Most of you all are going to be fine. Uh, do I need four weeks supply of toilet paper? Not unless you're drinking too much coffee and that's a run, you got the runs when it happens. Okay? <laughs> and then just cut down on the coffee. Uh, and are you thinking of, about the community around you as opposed to just for your own selfish needs? Do you have any reason to think our food supply chain is in rough shape? No. 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 You don't. It was actually part of Trump's message today was calm down. Stop buying so much. Retailers are asking you to stop buying so much. Our supply chain is fine. Right, because even th- – here's the thing is that, like, even th- – just think about it. What could – you don't notice your toilet paper isn't done by a dude. There's not a guy there running the TP machine. Right. There's machines kicking yeah, exactly. out toilet paper all over as the place. we have power. There's one guy on the truck – Delivering it uh-huh. to who just backs up to the warehouse and your guys unload it. You don't have to talk to the guy. Yeah, right. and there's two guys who work at the Brick Street and who work at the High V who are unloading the truck. Uh-huh. Right, probably not sneezing on the cardboard box of which the toilet paper is otherwise contained in. Like inside it's, of plastic, inside of that. Yeah. Oh, here's here on the same regard. Here's the deal, guys. Uh, we went to the store today. We're looking for eggs. Uh, full, full of produce. I know you're afraid. I get it. Orange is gonna be fine. It's got the thing on the outside. Uh-huh. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. Put the gloves on if you want to. Wash it off. Right. Open it up and eat it. You Bananas. Gonna be your food anyway. They're gonna be fine. This is all gonna be you fine. Be watching your produce anyway. That's the thing. Is that like you've acted on? You've acted foolishly and selfishly. And I didn't. What it felt like at the time was that you were protecting yourself. That's what selfishness always feels like. Mm-hmm. I'm protecting myself. Uh, and I, I'm like I, I can't legitimately make a call to non-Christians because your belief system will guide how much of that is, is justified. But again, following Jesus, like we, that we can't do that. That's not our default to things. We should be giving things up as opposed to hoarding it in. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is ultimately, like, let's, let's talk about what we can do. What, what should the kingdom of Christ be doing in this kind of trying time? Like, is, what, what should we be thinking about doing? Uh, not just thinking about it. What should we be doing as a body of believers that believe in, in, in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and how that's supposed to affect our actions? What, what should we be doing right now? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of really great options. Um, one, um, there's, um, there's a lot of isolation, right? Like the, the nature of trying to protect people starts to isolate folks. Right. Think of especially your immunocompromised folks. So make us the phone calls. Hey, how's it going over there? Yeah. You, right? Let them hear a voice. Someone's thinking about them. Someone cares about them. Hey, do you have everything that you need? Doesn't mean you have to go over there, uh, or heck, you could even just drop it on the porch if they needed something, right? right. But like, they're, they're folks who shouldn't be going out, and who other people aren't coming in. They may need something, and frankly, they want to know people are thinking about them. And so, 
uh, check up on folks, yeah. uh, especially people who are immunocompromised. Uh, two, recognize that um, this is not your call to be a cowboy in defiance of good government um, uh, wisdom. Okay, mm-hmm. of people. So here's the thing: it is not a virtue to you to uh, to bring your gang of twenty boys out somewhere uh, in, into a group and to frequent a restaurant because the government told you not to. Okay, this is like think about the people around you. It's not about you. It's not about whether you're going to be pushed around by the government. It's not about whether you're feeling just fine. Okay, it, it's about what potential impact you could have to the people around you. So be thoughtful about it. Okay. Uh, you know, where everything else is canceling around you, maybe it's wise just to let it go. I mean, we're talking a couple weeks here. Hang out at home. Hang out with your family. Right. Uh, three, be prepared to give some of your resources up. Uh, just yeah. like, just know that, like, again, you're, we're creating hardships. Um, this isn't the government's fault. Okay. It's it's just the nature of of trying to stop something that's massive. And like, again, restaurants are closing. People bake. Uh, people aren't going to get paid. Okay, they're going to, yes, it, it, are there likely to be some levels of stimulus or at least abeyance from a government perspective? Uh, yes, I'm sure they're going to try. But nothing is going to beat people to people saying, hey, uh, do you need any help this month? How can I help? Right, right. and nothing's going to work at the speed that is, that is helpful. Right. right. Like if they, I mean, e- even if they get a stimulus going or something, right, it's just going to, like the guy's got to eat now, right? How many people do you know that are in the, the restaurant industry that make all their money on tips? Right. Right? They get paid measly nothings, but they make all their money on tips. No one's going out to eat. Like they have zero income coming in. Zero. Right? And so like, um, yeah. And in fact, I think there's there's been a couple people, um, even in my hometown, like they, they did a, they did a whatever COVID-19 support Facebook group where yeah. they're like, hey, if you need something, put it here. We'll get somebody to get it to you. Yeah. Right? Now, if you got something that someone else could need. Uh, tell me, we'll work on it, you know, and and like it's it's a great idea. It's a mess. It's hard to handle. Like it's just a melee right, of, of people talking back and forth. You can't keep track of who's got what or nothing, you know. Yeah, but yeah. like overall, the thought process was right. The right? thought process like, was right. Yes, like yeah. we're we're available uh, to handle some of these things. So, and also as like let, let's hit it right. Like it's part of our our circle here. Uh, what are we going to do about church? Uh, so so here's the thing as. Um I would recommend uh, any church that is uh, of a, of a whatever the size is that the government's asking to stop is to not meet. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I, I'm, it's too bad Dan isn't here because I think Dan held service last last Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to see whether he was thinking about doing it this Sunday. A lot of churches did not hold service. Um, I I don't see I don't see what you're what you're gaining by it. Like by saying oh the the people of God won't be stopped from coming into this building for what like. Our definition isn't in the building; it's not at the time anyway. And right. so, like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the crank of value here. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd take a couple of weeks off. I don't even care if you do online teaching. I don't think it matters, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd go find something to do. I, I mean, here's the deal: is like, it's, for most of the population, where this will come and go, and it may not, may or may not affect you to a, a heavy percentage. Um, I would use it for what it is and, and take some time to reinvest in some of the things that, like, Americans certainly struggle with this, right? Yep. Like, uh, you have the possibility to, like, the kids are off school for at least a month, right? And your work may or may not let you hang out at home. And you have a closet you always wanted to clean out. Or right. you wanted to play Monopoly with the kids in the middle of the day. Or, you know, like, like listen, all these things and, like, what are we actually giving up here? Like, what are we fighting to keep? Right, like yep. if, if if I'm being allowed without any threat of losing my job, to hang out with my family, hunker down at our place, and just be for a little while, and let this thing and 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 all while doing our part to do the right thing here, to try to stop some the the disease from spreading to people that just do not have the ability to fight it off. 
What am I really fighting for here? I'm okay. Like I, I, I yeah. this seems okay to me, right? Like we're not. I, I'm not fighting to go to work because it's bootstraps time. Actually, the bootstraps is staying home. That's the bootstraps, right. right? The hard thing to do here is to give up your everyday normal and hang out with your family and like hunker down and be responsible with what you got and take care of your community around you without hugging them, <laughs> right? Like yeah. put the food on the porch and leave or whatever Wait, you got. Here's the deal, though. Is, is it, that that was one of the things I was going to say was. Um, I know this is going to seem counterintuitive, but like this is a great time to have people over for dinner. Right. Like we, we're talking about um, again, it's not that it's not implicit that you're going to get it, uh, and we're trying to stop massive movement of it. But like, does it mean you cannot see friends? Does it mean that you cannot have your family over? No. As a matter of fact, I like I would try to keep it to people you know, you know where they've been, you know right. you're not contact with. Um, like so, we're, so we do house church. I, I'm not canceling church. We may. It depends. Like, if we get to a point where, like, enough people won't come, then we won't bother because we'll find something else to do that Sunday. But, like, um, like we know we know everybody. Um, there's certain folks who probably who have immunocompromised uh, uh, folks in their family where it may not make sense for them to go. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I don't think – the reason they're keeping the gatherings to a certain number um, is to try to, to control how fast something spreads. Um does that preclude you from having a family over or your friends seeing a couple of their friends? I don't think so. I think that's an overreaction. Right. Uh, Because again, if you look at it as being, um, again, not the same as the flu, but like if your mortality rates to two to 3%, 80% of people don't notice, um, whatever it's for all practical purposes, think of it kind of like the flu, except for it spreads a little bit more rapidly. Um, so there's all kinds of people you meet, talk to, run into, of which you don't ask their medical history before doing anything. There, there is a certain level of acceptance of risk into the leaving your house at all and being involved in the world. Right. Um, so, I, you know, do, do I think this means you have to completely shut down? You can. And if you can, I'm all right with it. But, like, I, I don't know that it precludes your ability to have dinner with a friend uh, or have, have the neighbor's kid come over and play. I don't, I, I don't, think, it, I don't think it's that. I think that is. I think that's an overreaction to the situation that we're in, and so I would say to a certain extent, you know, don't. Um, this this isn't a lockdown. Um, it's it's a it's a wise caution. Um, it's it's being prudent about what what you do, who you hang out with. Um, but it you know again, just be even even if your neighbor had it, there's not a guarantee that you're going to get it. Right. He's going to have to cough in your face, uh, or your beard, or something. Right. You can still yell at him from across the fence. Yeah. Yeah, you cough in my actually, you. I, I saw a guy. Uh, I th- this I thought this was a really fun idea. There was a uh, a, a pastor that had, had was talking about for Easter because right this is gonna, the 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 restrictions here are going to end up taking you into the Easter season, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, and he was talking about what if you could set up something like a drive like a drive-in movie yeah. Easter gathering. And I thought this is freaking awesome. Yeah, stay in your own cars. Yeah. You could find a place to do it now. I think he has still had like um, the people like roll down their window, but I thought like you could even get one of those things uh, uh, tuned to a station. Or yeah, whatever. small radio broadcasters. Find some cool place to, to to set up and at least have your whole community come, park, turn on the radio, and they could still see you or pastor or or the worship band or whatever. And at least you got to share it as a community and roll down the windows and wave. This is all fine. Uh, like there's there's ways to do this that are fun. Right. There's ways to do this that don't put anybody at risk and uh, are, are reasonable that don't cause us to dig in our heels or say, "Oh, the, 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 we, we can't meet at all." Like this is if this thing at all hampers the work of the, of the church, we're stupid. Yeah, we're stu- We're super foolish. What, what is it? One of the, the one of the wisest people I know said, "There's nothing to worry about. There's plenty to pray about." 
and that's pretty dead on. Yeah. <laughs> right? We don't have anything to worry about here. We do have lots of stuff to pray about. Yeah. And so, like, you're right. Like, if you don't see this as an opportunity to do something different, right? Like, I mean, we don't. This is both a Jesus thing and an American thing. What is this lay down mentality? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? We're like, well, I always do it this way, and if I can't do it this way, I'm not going to do nothing. What we don't do that here. We don't do that. We come up with ways to do the whatever mm-hmm. and following all the guidelines. Like, we're not talking about reveling the thing or meeting secretly with 100 people. That's dumb. There's a, you know why we're not doing that, right? And, so, and like, some of this is, that's where the, 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 the part comes of slightly irritating is, like, you know exactly why they're asking us to keep this to 10 people. You know why. Don't act like you don't know why. You know why. So don't do it, right? right. Come up with a way to get this done without acting like a fool. Yeah. You know, I, here's the, th- and I was thinking about this on the drive-in is, like, um, some people are getting the opportunity to work from home. Some people are, aren't going to work at all. You know, and then, and then there's our, our medical community, <laughs> which are doing the same work that they normally do yep. for the exact same pay, except they're being bombarded and yelled at all the time. Right. Right? Like, what a time to be in the medical profession. Well, and the poor bastard that runs the checkout line at the grocery store. Exactly. Right. He ain't going nowhere. Right? He gets to be yelled at five times a day about the toilet yep. paper supply. Look, I can't do anything about Susan Wells, who came in here and bought all the toilet paper. There's right. nothing I can do, you know? I'll tell you, I was, at, uh, I was at Walmart last week thinking about that concept, and the dudes that were restocking the Walmart, I sat there and I talked to them for a second. Like, I just kind of loved on them for a second. I'm like, man, this has got to be one of the toughest jobs right now. They're like, dude, we have been constantly grabbing stuff off of trucks, running them right back here, filling them up. People are fighting in our, on our aisles for this stuff. It's been crazy. And I'm like, okay, well, talk to me. Like, maybe you want to just chat for a second. I'll pretend like I'm buying some TP. What's going on? Right. And the dude's like, well, actually, it's been a really crappy week. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, all right. I can't even imagine how crazy this is for you right now. And he just kind of dug on the fact that I wasn't yelling at him. Yeah. That's sad. That's a sad situation. It that is a sad situation. His job. And, like, everyone's, everyone's, for lack of a, no pun intended here, crapping on the guy. Yeah. And, like, he's just trying to do his job more so than ever. And people are just, I mean, dumping on him. Ridiculous. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'll say is that uh, based upon the amount of stuff that has gone all over these stores, this isn't like five to ten isolated selfish people. No. This is us. We have to own our response right. to this. We have to, as as a humanity, we have to own the fact that we we did this. In the first sign of fear, uh, we, we doomsday prepped. Yeah. And we took we everything we had and we said, screw everybody else. I'm going to do what I want. Uh, and again, uh, there's. 50, 60% of professing Christians here in the United States, uh, if, if, if we had completely had ourselves handled here, guys, this wouldn't be happening. Right. You know I went shopping this morning at the Amish grocery store. Yes, you did. And it was calm. They don't care. I shouldn't say that. Wait. It's not like they don't the care. The what? Down south. Like, oh. like the Amish grocery? I yeah, bet there's, yeah. an Amish gro- there's an Amish grocery that's like four miles west of Grimes that I want to hit up. And oh, yeah. I know there's no way there's, there's anything happening in that there's place. There's great. I there. call that place Bonnets and Bluetooth because it's like it's the coolest place ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. They it's have in a cafe for a while. For now, a, here's the thing. They don't have any. They didn't have any toilet paper there, which I thought was weird. Uh-huh. Like, uh, like they don't the even sell it. Support the bidets. I yeah. bet someone came out and wiped them out. Yeah. They don't even have a place <laughs> for it. Right. Like so. So. But but like there was like five people in the store and no one brought it up. No one said anything about anything. No signs, no prep work or whatever. They're like, Amish grocery store, is it? You know, it was super smooth <laughs> shopping. It was great. I, I, I would recommend hitting up your local Amish store. I went to the cash saver on the east side. That's like, I mean, it's, it's a rough spot. Yeah. It's the place that's, it's, it's like a food outlet 
which I totally dig on. It's the place that, like, everything's so cheap, they just add 10% to everything on the checkout line. Yeah. And, like, that place, fully stocked. No issues. They got stuff that they don't even have at other places. They got 47 different types of peppers. Yeah. You may not be able to get everything else in the world. You may have to get the best choice brand that, uh, that people think, oh, yep. no, what's that about? But you can get the most amount of peppers you've ever gotten in your entire life at the same time. Where else can you get agave? <laughs> they got that. Right. They got the agave nectar. like, And they have the, what, what, what is it, like um, the aloe, the full aloe leaves that you can buy? Oh, yeah, 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 this, yeah. This is where I shop now. I'm like, I love this place. That's great. There's no panic to this place at all. It was a little busy, but everybody was just grabbing a normal amount of food. They were doing deals on stuff. Nothing was sold out. It was just like, man, this is my jam. I love this place. This is where I need to go. And it's kind of funny. Like I got myself, I got one one pack of toilet paper because I needed it. Yeah. I was down to like one roll, and I'm like, okay, we'll need more. Grabbed it and then went, cool. I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. Should be fine. I do it for now. We'll be okay. I'll come back. I don't need, need anything else on top of this. I this mean, to be honest, I got some t-shirts that could go if push comes to shove. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's plenty of shower here. socks. I mean, uh, I'm just saying. Here's the deal. So, so my fiance lived in Madagascar for the last couple years of her life, and she put out. I, it was just, it was so oh, I love that woman so much. It was so kind-hearted and loving and pure the way she meant it, and it just came off a little weird. But like I know her heart, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> but like she's like, guys, PSA from someone who's lived in a third-world country for four years, TP isn't that big of a deal, right? <laughs> like it's okay to just shower and soap it. And I'm just like, okay. All right, fair enough. And then everybody's like, wait, what? Gross. Gross. <laughs> no, we can't do that. And she's like, well, it's actually like still a pretty cleanly process. You're still, you're still soap and water in this situation. Right. This it's, is not that big of a deal. It's at times cleaner than the other way. And yeah. so, uh, Where you're mostly just smearing it around. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> you're pushing it around. Yeah. And sometimes right. you think, this is, doesn't feel clean at all. This feels like I just moved poop around for a while. <laughs> yeah. And now i got to take a shower. Yeah. No good. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I feel like I might even be harvesting. <laughs> like, like that one wasn't. That one wasn't ready for, for crop yet. Oh no! Oh no! Oh man, that was. I was not prepared for that. Any Unnecessary. Way, shape or form. Unnecessary. Ooh, I shouldn't be allowed. Okay. I, uh, I, I, uh, all right. Okay. So here's. The, so here's the question then. Well, what, what? So what? What questions do you fellas do you feel like? Do, well, do we have enough to do? You have enough to do. You, yeah. you fellas, done any of that yet? Done any what? Done any of the things that I was talking about? Uh, I mean, offering, trying to help out families that I know, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, like I know families that are quarantined, and I'm like, you just you need to call me and let me know. If, if you need to stay in your house, I don't. Yeah. I will go grab you groceries, and I will bring them to your front door, and I'll, I'll Lysol them on the way out, and I'll walk away. Yeah. And that's not a problem. The yeah. super interesting thought is, uh, is a lot of the, the, the medical stuff that we get is from China, right? <laughs> so, like, China's the only country in the world that produces aspirin. Really? What really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Every bit of aspirin that comes in this country comes from China. That's that's crazy. And so, like the th- so the thing to keep in mind as well is like the like some of the folks that we're talking about that need like their uh, everyday heart medication or people that take aspirin every day as part of like yeah. who, who have a heart condition, keep right? Your, keep your risk of heart attack. Yeah. Right. We're keeping an eye out for stuff like this because, like, uh, you know, like if obviously we have to import that from China, <laughs> and so like there's there's there's. It's it's almost insulting, right? Like there's way bigger problems on this thing besides the toilet paper, and right. the toilet paper has somehow gotten to the king spot of this whole ordeal, and like it never made sense. It didn't make sense the first time it happened, right. and it didn't make sense when the second truckload came in and it was gone too. Right? None of that ever made sense, and 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 the weird part is is is, is you search the internet, and like every every third guy will be like, this TP thing's ridiculous. 
And to Ben's point, what type of influence do you think you're actually having? Right? Like, mm-hmm. because you could scream at the top of your lungs, this is not a toilet paper issue. Not, the sickness is not even a toilet paper issue. Right. Nothing is a toilet paper issue. We've created a toilet paper issue. And people are still out there just, I mean, ransacking the toilet paper. Hey, man, should, is it, do you think it's safe to assume that anybody who hasn't brought it up on Facebook and said that the thing was outrageous are the people who is are doing it? Is the problem? It? Yeah. Like they're one of the dudes? <laughs> That's the tell. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through my, my friends list on the Facebook, and I'm going to look for anybody who has not posted that it's ridiculous to have taken the toilet paper, and I'm going to just start tagging them. Listen here. Chad Wilson. We know. Yeah. We know it was you. <laughs> I know you're buying all the toilet paper. I yeah, mean. This is what I'm saying. Somebody's lying. Somebody's lying in here. All this toilet paper went somewhere. Right? All this all this, all this spam went somewhere. Yeah. All these potatoes went somewhere. Someone has got it sitting on a stockpile, and they're like, yeah, th- these people are ridiculous. I don't. Um, I right. bought them for the homeless. That's probably what I did. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I'm stocking up because I have 38 children that you've never seen. I, 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 I imagine what type of complete downfall of our entire society would have to happen to where this level of toilet paper hoardery makes any sense at all. I, I think, yeah, that's, that's like problem number 47 on the list. Right? I mean, we, that we means, have shut down as a society. all the stores are closed, yep. the trucks ain't moving, no, no food, drink, or good is being shipped anywhere. Right. Right? And, and this is the thing, right? Like, Everything else that we would have to lose before this toilet paper situation is a deal. Like, you've bypassed all that. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that just doesn't make any sense at all. You're more wi- worried about wiping your butt than you are about actual sustenance for your home. Yeah. Like, people it, are out, they're buying all the water, buying all the bottled water, right? And, 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 the, and I saw it, it was right, it was pretty close to the toilet paper, right? All the bottled water's got it. And I thought, what type of virus do you think this is? Right, like it all of a sudden grows feet and arms and goes down to the waterworks department right. and shuts the valve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yes, <laughs> the pumps are going to pump, the motors are going to motor. Right, like yeah. we, the, most of our most of our water delivery system is is automated. Yeah, our infrastructure has to completely shut down before we have to worry about like water problems. I, I mean, we are just we've Not gone drought. We've gone bonkers. I mean, even if the even if the virus was in the water. Right, like let's say somehow it, like some guy just sneezed in it twenty four seven. He's like wailing into the thing. Uh, one, we treat for it. Yeah. And two, like, have you seen places in the world where they're drinking water? Like, again, right. these are here. I guess here's the deal. But from from groups of people who are who are always talking about privilege, these are privileged problems. Yeah. Toilet paper is a privileged problem. The ability to go get potatoes at the store is a privileged problem. Right. The the the, the fact that you can oh the government says we won't be able to meet church this Sunday, and so we're going to have to do it online. Privilege. Problem, right. and so that's what I'm saying. Like before we start talking, and look at the words as they leave your mouth, and say, "Boy, I look dumb. I wish I could grab those back in." Right. This is of all the things that are that are problems. This is not the time to wave the fact that you don't see the world correctly. Like the non-privileged problem is the person who's not getting a paycheck, the person who doesn't know what to do with their kids because they're still trying to work. Person, even people who are trying to work from home and have no infrastructure to be able to do it, but like their company isn't super gracious about it. Like there's all kinds of people in weird situations here, of which yours is not the worst. I'm I'm almost not affected at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like I work from home anyway. We homeschool. Like we know how to we know how to be home. We're good here. Uh, we've got we we generally keep a good a decent amount of food in the freezer. We could not buy anything for a number of weeks, and we'd probably be fine. And so we're not buying a lot of stuff. We're buying. No, we had to go buy. I told you we couldn't find bread. I'm, I'm going to make bread tomorrow. Yeah, I got flour. I'll just make bread, okay? And it won't be good because I don't know how to make bread very well. But it'll be fine for however long it takes for people to quit brying out the brown berry. 
it's until I can get some more. Or the artisan. What's who makes Sarah Lee? That's yeah, Sarah Lee artisan bread. Oh, that's the stuff. That's pretty good. Boo can't have it. So sorry, Booba. No, Brett, don't it, be sorry. In either case, so I guess this is this is um, it's just the opportunity to to not think how am I impacted. Just start thinking about how other people are, are impacted, and like just even if you start there, you'll find natural things to be able to do. And there's there's I, I mean not that not that people can't understand how you've gotten like it's not that like. I've thought about this the last couple of days, like, and there'll be minutes where I'll drift off to the side and go, "Man, should I be worried here? This feels like a panic's going on." And like, I, you know, are there are there less cars on the road? This is weird. This whole thing's weird, right? Mm-hmm. And then my mind will drift, and I'll go, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Everything's just fine here, right? Like, uh, we've we've contributed. It, it, it's it's once again, it's uncharted waters, right? Everybody's trying to figure out how to do this thing, right? Like, if you could if you could try to bolster your grace for people. And like even the guy that is buying all the toilet paper, yeah, right. Agree. He's you know just how scared. we got here. You know what he's doing, right? Like, I, I, I wish his motives were different. I wish he was seeing the thing correctly, but he's not. So, like, I understand he's got ten dudes at his house, and he, he doesn't know. And they're all ladies. Oh man, they go through some toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I get it. You gotta have to have it. And because crazy man bought all the toilet paper, he forced sane man to buy toilet paper because he was going to come back every day and just get what he needed, but everybody keeps buying it out. So yep. now he's got to hedge his bet. And so now one crazy dude or ten crazy dudes took ten reasonable people off the charts because now they have to act act half crazy to, be, to even get toilet paper yep. or the chicken or whatever the heck you're going crazy on, right? Like, it just seems like you have this – you do have an opportunity to look at some things in perspective and realize that, like, your ability to eat a fresh peach that is out of season – it is March, sir. You should not have peaches, <laughs> right? It, I loved it. The Amish store. Yeah. I go down there, and they said, look, bakery's closed from uh, November to whatever. Uh, good, Have a good winter. Like, we don't do baked goods in the middle of winter <laughs> because we don't, because it's not baking season, <laughs> because we don't got the stuff, right? And I'm like, I love it. They're like, it's, it's, not, it's not time right now. So right now, uh, some of the things that – Ben's right. It's first world problems, right? Some of the things that work. We're upset about, and, and, and we don't know what to do with, and we're like, oh, it's going to be totally disruptive. Let, let's be honest. Uh, disruptive of, of, of what, actually? Right? What you had in your mind? Yeah. Because right. disruptive is I don't have to go to work, or I don't get to drive to a building, and they pay me money. Eh. I mean, we'll figure this thing out. Like, right. there are, there's opportunity abounding to, to have good interactions with your neighbors, to be helpful to your community, to proclaim the love of Jesus Christ, and for heaven's sakes, to hang out with your own family. So, right. Let's do that. Right. Right. Read a, read a book. <laughs> read a book. Oh. oh, my gosh. What would happen to the United States if we started reading? So, actually, do you think, like, is there, is there a worry that, the, that all these people at home are going are gonna to bog down the Internet? Uh, I read an article about that, um, and it's, I think it's individual services. So, places like uh, Skype, Zoom, like uh, conferences, yeah. conference sharing, um, they think that's that that's a possibility, and so like those folks have been been kind of buffering up. A lot of the stuff's cloud based anyway. So th- th- that's the thing is that like, um, uh, so we use Skype at work, uh, but I use Skype whether I'm at work or whether I'm not at work, right? Right. So like, it's not I, whether I did it at home didn't particularly impact my service provider. So uh, like, are places like Amazon uh, equipped? Because, like, I mean, this is what I would do. Like, they'll just order stuff off Amazon. You can still deliver it to my house. I don't have to talk to you. You don't have to talk to me. So their, so I, their infrastructure is, um, I mean, Amazon, uh, I mean, they sell infrastructure, right? AWS is their, is their platform where you can, like, buy infrastructure. And one of the things that the deal with is if you, you, um, you host your stuff with Amazon, like, it just automatically ramps up. 
soon as it sees volume, you need more servers, it just kicks more servers on. And when you don't need any more, it kicks them back off. Like, they just got banks and banks of opportunity at these places. Right. Now, where Amazon's running in trouble, they're, they're, um, they're not doing prime delivery two days. Or even one day in places where that where it used to, it could be like four or five days because people were soaking up the goods. Their people aren't dumb. As soon as they go to the lo- the, the, the the local five and dime, and there's no toilet paper, they went on Amazon and tried to order some. Right. And so they're starting to get wiped out. I was looking for a monitor stand because, like, I'm working from home. Usually, got a couple monitors at work. Again, first world problem. I'm like, well, can I take the monitors with me? Like, no, we don't want you to take the monitors. I'm like, well, it would uh, maybe I can get a hold of some, right? So I just I was pricing a monitor stand. Should have been here in two days. It's going to take five. Yeah. And so and it's because people are, they're, one, they're putting a burden on the system, and then two, Amazon has, has people working there. They're trying to limit exposure, so they're cutting down the Facebook's closing, right? I heard it from some lady at the Casey's. The local Facebook is not having, uh, they're shutting down for 60 days or something, right? So, like, you know, I, th- th- but there's, there's, that's because there's humans. There's human workers in some of these places. Uh, if, if our first reaction to this situation is to say, boy, look at how I'm being inconvenienced because there's not a person being put at at least some potential risk somewhere else, you, sir, are being outrageous. Yeah. You're being selfish. And so just uh, – there's, there's people who this is a really rough deal. Like – and so, so, like I said, it, most people, this isn't a risk. But like, I don't, I'm not immunocompromised. For some people, like, this is them. They're like this all the time, right? Like, their families are like that. They've got people in their family. They've got special needs folks. Um, this is a constant worry, and it's even bigger now. And so, the question isn't whether I can or cannot do this on my own, but like, what risk do I present to other people? And it's, I suppose it's just keeping that type of thing in mind, and like, not being so focused on your own individual situation, and like. I just, I just our, our our reaction to this not only to how we talk to people on the internet about it and to how government is handling it and about people who overbuy TP are handling it and our our, our frankly our, our buying out of goods and services around us for our own personal store up um, it just doesn't speak well of us no and and we've got we have an opportunity to shine here and I think um, um, a lot of we have to be reminded of that this is this is the thing where when 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 things are rough Christians are running in. When everybody else is running out, when everyone else is hoarding, we're standing at the place going, hey, I've got some toilet paper. Anybody need it? <laughs> right? I got some extra chicken. I even cooked it into a casserole. Here you go, bro. See, this is the thing where people are going to regret some of the advances that, uh, for technology, right? Technology can't help us here, right? It can, it can, it can organize, right? Like, and yep. it, it does well there. But, like, at the end of the day, uh, if I get really in the straits, I'll kill a goat. Oh, I right, a, yeah. I have a chicken that poops eggs out of his butt. Right, like I, it's so like we 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 made all this push uh, towards towards technological advancement and 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 suburban areas and whatever. And like I was trying to think today, who's actually probably not affected by this at all? Uh, a farmer, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's got a hundred acres of space first of all, and he just goes, well, uh, you know, I mean, push comes to shove, uh, there's like thirty head of cattle out there. You know, we'll take them out. We'll take one out at a time. I can give some to my neighbors. We're plenty good. Like, we, we produce our own food here. We're a little subsistence, right? Like, we take care of ourselves. They got plenty we, of distance. We got plenty yep. of distance. We can take care of our, our, our neighborhood and whatever. And so, like, actually, the heartland, uh, the Midwest, uh, has, a, has a better chance of being able to do this and do it well. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, look at these the completely urban areas where, like, I mean, you can't, what, what, you mean, we tried to grow chive on your patio one time and it failed. And so, like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. You are completely at the whim of the supermarket, you know? And so, like, it could be a, a time to take a little bit of step back and go, um, you know, I, I don't know if I like being, I know that I wouldn't like being put in a corner like this, right? Yeah. Like, I do not like being where I have to, if I have to rely on everybody 
to make sure that my family is fed, that makes me uncomfortable. Right. And so yeah. like, if there's anything that we could, that you could do to say, look, in case something happens, I'm not a bomb shelter guy or a stock ammo dude, but like, I mean, can you survive at your place for a couple of weeks if something happened? I mean, let's be a little bit pragmatic here, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, so we covered kind of where we come from, what we believe that the, the threats are. I think they said like even best curve, uh, this thing's still around in July, August. Yeah, you yeah. know, doesn't mean like all the all the bands and whatever are, but like it's even, prevalent. Even it's still, you know, we're still we're so we're talking like it's gonna it's gonna run over Easter season. It's gonna it's gonna run over could possibly run into the state fair and like mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a huge economic impact yep. of how this is looking and like they're all super. I'm I'm interested. I'm not worried. I'm just interested on how like all this shakes out, right? I think it will shake out, right? Obviously, I think it's gonna. Like it'll it'll go through and it'll do what it's gonna do and the economic stuff will have to be handled but like we work especially our stock market system and our capitalist system um, it does this it's built to ebb and flow it's not a rigid type operation so things are gonna tank and then things are gonna rebound and like it's just what the system's built to do and so it, I think like some of the panic is all because of technology and because we're used to getting news and updates and collaboration within a microsecond then we start making decisions based on the microsecond. Yes. And those are horrible, horrible way to live, right? Like, how many times have you walked away from an argument, not five minutes away, and you're like, ah, that was the thing to say. Right. Right? And it would have been dead on, and it was right. And so, like, and if you're forced to make decisions in the microsecond, then you are basically forcing yourself to be wrong more often than you used to. Well, and the, 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 the stock market thing is a pretty good example. That's our TPO uh, expressed in a much bigger format. Right. Where people overreact and then cause the problem uh, that they otherwise didn't intend to, right? And so, like, th- th- that's the like the, the stock market's an interesting deal uh, because, like, the minute we think we, it, it, we assume we have some level of control, we start to panic. We think things are going to happen. We do things, and then the stock market follows it. Um, the stock market is made of humans making human types of decisions, right? And so, like, I think just just something to be aware of, right? Uh, that that like even as you think about your our reactions, where we think people overreacted and they went to buy TP. Uh, you only have a problem from a stock market perspective when you actually have realized it. So, so like if we said, "Hey, we think this is going there's going to be a downturn in the economy." Well, like you know what it is; it's predictable. Uh, if you didn't start cutting bait, uh, then the thing wouldn't start going down. But then other people see it. this is what happens to four, people who've got four hundred one k's retirement accounts. They look at everything going out, like, "Boy, everything's going down. I should get out of this." It's the wrong move. But then they do it, and then somebody else does it, and now like you're kind of perpetuating the problem um, because the stock market is all about what people think. Uh, and I think based upon our TP situation, we can recognize that in the time of crisis, we don't think right. And so if your first inclination is to go and react in the stock market to something that's going on around you, I might just advise you to hold tight. Boy, can, you, can you imagine the guys that are part of the like, emergency response infrastructure within this country? And like all this goes down and they go, wow, I never thought toilet paper was going to be a thing. It's not even in the bylines. Right, it's not even right. okay. We got to we got to make sure the water supplies up. That we have temporary hospitals up and running. We could probably got to overlay some gas masks and some. We need uh, typo negative blood, and they got all these things ready to go in case of whatever's. And it turns out people went up crazy about the toilet paper, and they're like, I mean, dang, Hank, I had no idea this was going to be <laughs> such a deal. <laughs> how, how is it going to be this way? Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, uh, just a quick shout out. We want to uh, uh, thank our first two followers on the live from the path Instagram, Ali Crummy. Uh, with Ali Crummy Music has yeah. liked us. All right. Um, she cool. was on the show a couple weeks ago. You can check her out uh, on our uh, archive shows. You can check out some of the music she brought. And then, of course, the uh, the wonderful Jeff Arendale right on. Uh, has liked our thing. Uh, Arendale's we appreciate on the Insta? A- Arendale is on the Insta. 
Um, well, you can follow him, man, isn't he? Yeah, you can follow him, and you can follow Ali Crumb Music. Um, and uh, the third follower is some random dude named Troy, so he's not important. But right. our third yeah. follower uh, will get a signed roll of toilet paper from the people from Live from the Past. That's awesome. So if you are the third person to like... Ah, they're going to get LFTP. They will get LFTP <laughs> live from toilet paper. That well awesome. done. Yeah. That, was, that was organic, that yes. process. That yeah. was beautiful. <laughs> we will sign, happily sign, and we'll even sign the roll, like the, to- the, the cardboard on the inside. How are we so going to do that? We'll figure it out. Okay. We're going we're gonna to invent something that's going to work. That way you don't have to worry about when you use the TP. It's not like, oh, no, the signature's gone. I can never yeah. use it. That's impractical, and that's not what we're about. I don't want so you to harvest sign, with my name there. We will sign the inside cardboard for you, so you will have a, an officially signed LFTP wow. from us. So we need one more, one more follower for that. Okay, that's great. All right. So, so just before we leave this uh, topic, um, what are, do we have any more big questions, things that we're wondering here? No, actually, I, I, that kind of answered a lot of the stuff that I wanted to know. I just, I just want to know what I need to do. That's my big deal, and I feel like I do now. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Uh, broad advice. There's only one thing you need to do. Uh, spend your time thinking about others. Yeah. I think that solves a lot of our, a lo- a lot of our panic problems. The virus is going to do what the virus is going to do. Right? It, it just is. Right? Like, follow, follow the guidelines that's set out by reasonable people. Uh, don't get involved in trying to steer the ship that you're not even on board. You have no, you have no information. You only have information that comes out through uh, social media and news outlets. And while I think that they are probably somewhat trustworthy, uh, you're getting that information third, fifth, tenth hand from obviously our our leaders who are making some decisions. And like I said, uh, it, it is no surprise um, from this show that like. There are things about our current leadership that uh, we don't like, right? But at the end of the day, uh, we're all trying to navigate some waters here, and I think we can band together as as a community and go, um, I think we can do what's good for a lot of people. We can stop worrying so much about ourselves. We're not talking about, uh, you know, the Black Plague here, right? We're not talking about the place burning down or nuclear war. We're talking about a couple well-timed, uh, cautious steps uh, that we are certainly going to survive. And and you can do it without without with minimal irritation if you change your attitude that's that's right and and then recognizing when when you're going to think about other people that like um where that's your situation then uh what's in your control do what's not in your control pray about and then recognize that there are people who are not in your situation who this is a legit threat to just like any other thing going around uh and be respectful of that yeah right and and that wouldn't miss you wouldn't miss it if you weren't thinking so much about yourself so let's think broadly be, be prepared to part with time Money, goods, and uh, and prayer and praises, as it relates to um, to this thing, and and just know that like it's a it's going to happen, it's going to happen. All right, we got time for one. Uh, yeah, at least one, I think. Dear life from the path. My wife's family drops by our home several times a week, usually unannounced. I don't mind them dropping in, but what does bother me is they bring their kids and expect us to feed them during the visit. It has gotten to the point that I hide our snacks and beverages in the bedroom. Because if I leave them in the cupboard, they disappear. They often end up eating the leftovers I had planned to be my lunch for the next day. I've talked with my wife several times about this situation. She agrees with me, but she says there's nothing she can do about it. I wasn't brought up that way. I would never think of going to someone's home, opening up cupboards, and helping myself to food without an invitation. Also, I'm retired and on a fixed income. Am I overreacting? And must I just keep my mouth shut? Well, what was the relationship? Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask. 
How, uh, who do they? How do they know these people? My wife's family drops by. That's it. So they're your in-laws. I, I, I'm assuming that they are. I don't know. I don't mind them dropping in, but what does bother me is they bring their kids. Can I? Can I assume that it's your wife's children? Like that? Like their step stepchildren, uh, and then they bring your grandchildren or your step grandchildren to the house, uh, and the kids eat the stuff. Maybe that, or maybe cousins. I don't know. How often? I, I mean, mean maybe. Okay, does it matter? No, I, I mean, not. maybe not. Um, I mean, that is weird. What do you mean? My, I, I still ask for food at, like, my mother's house. Like, I feel weird raiding cupboards. I, I think it's because I'm, be, I'm the big fat guy, and everyone expects me to walk in and go, Hey, what's in your fridge? Right. And I'm going to eat the whole jacking. box of Uncle Ben's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got any, got any bullion cubes? <laughs> like, that's unnecessary. So, so like, to, to eliminate that stigma, I usually go, um, Excuse me. Yeah. Would you mind if I partook in anything from your fridge? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I would, never, I would never be okay with doing that. But uh, deal with it. I mean, it's weird. Here's the thing. So here's what's here's what's difficult. Children are difficult because there is a measure of like one. Of, I got two reactions. The first one could be, look, just give it to them. Uh, but but secondly, they're children and they're acting rudely. And so, like, it's not out of line to go, hey man, uh, we got you some stuff. We got right. you some here. You guys, you want anything to eat? You can have some bananas and oranges, right? But no, you you can't just eat my leftovers. That's weird. That is weird. That's yeah, weird behavior. In the in the in the clamshell, and then going, "Ooh, I love fettuccine Alfredo." Now hold and on, grabbing it. I I mean, this I feel like this could easily have been addressed eons ago. Like they show up and you go, "Look, boys, there's a new program when it comes to the yeah. snacks and leftovers. Leftovers are mine. Snacks I got laid out on the table. Yeah, uh, you can have whatever yeah. you got. I love have it. Yeah, fish, have some fruit snacks. Right, anything Enjoy in the cupboard, mine. Any of the leftovers, mine. Uh, any of the snacks on the on the table? Yours. Yeah, yeah, I love you guys. Okay, that's fair. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I do. I do, and I don't think I do, that's not selfish. Uh, no. and, and like, and, yeah. I mean, Mike, would you come to my house and start eating out of my fridge? I no. take. A, I would take a soda from you. I do it all the time. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't otherwise like get into your rice and beans. Well, I would say. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, I do this all the time, right? I'm like, do you have any soda around here? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then I might open the fridge as I'm saying that. But I mean, I will certainly. I, I was certainly ask. I can't think of anywhere I go where I just take it. Mike, I've house sat for you and asked for food. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, my yeah. job was to eat the food in the fridge. Yeah, I'm pretty just, sure I texted you on multiple occasions. Hey, is it cool if I eat some of that cheese? <laughs> I think that's fine. Like, I, yeah. I, here's the thing: is like they're, they're kids, right? Like, that's weird. It, I'm assuming that they're kids, and like you said, that they're kids, and so I'm assuming they're like between the ages of say eight and fourteen. Yeah. So. Whatever, I, you know, maybe their parents aren't paying attention to them. They don't care. They don't find it rude. But you do. It's your house. Say, look, just, yeah, it's fine. Just set a guideline. Stop being such a wiener. I mean, you worried that your wife's going to yell at you because you laid down the law about the snacks? If right. her family's that sensitive, there's nothing you can do about this anyway. You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Secular says, this is your wife's family, and she is the one who should deal with this. All she has to do is say she would appreciate uh, if her rel- relatives ask when they'd like some food or drinks. Because their foraging through your cupboards has created a problem for the two of you. What? I don't know that you need to open up to your grandkids, potentially, that, like, you're causing marital problems between right. your grandfather yeah. and I. I mean, yeah. I, Just I say you... stop eating my food. Yeah. I got food for you. Eat that food. You're the worst negotiator ever. <laughs> I got to be honest. You've really pained me right in my soul. You've won. <laughs> You've, You've won. already beaten me. Yeah. I'm Our a broken man. Our is so frail that when the granola bars are gone, we are done. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you've really oversold it. You've you've pumped like seventy pounds of drama in this thing. 
Just say a thing. Yeah. I can't imagine that my father-in-law would not do this. Hey, listen, you guys ate all the Twizzlers last time, and those weren't for you. So here's what we're going to do. You each get a fudge round, and that's it. That's the extent over here, okay? Yeah. I love yeah. you. Yeah, this is to- it's totally fine to set boundaries. And it's not offensive. It's not cruel. No, it's fine. It's just regular living. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up with another one. I'm, I'm on a roll here. Okay. Uh, okay, we got two more. Ready? Okay. Dear life from the path. For the past few years, I have encountered a problem with cashiers in stores. Mm-hmm. I pay with cash and generally have change coming back to me. When the cashiers return my change, they hand it back in one big wad along with the receipt. When this happens, I must stop, lay everything down on the counter, and separate the different denominations. Then I have to place the different bills into my wallet. I've tried asking them to place the receipt into the bag, but they usually don't listen. Also, some of them reach for the next customer while I'm still putting my change away. It is so frustrating. Is there something I can do differently? Yeah. Do that after you walk away. Yeah, yeah. you can try not being a pain in the balls. <laughs> Why don't you try that? Literally. <laughs> you, you are not the only consumer of this store. You are ridiculous. Even if you are the only consumer at this store, freaking walk away and do this 20 feet away from the aisle. I mean, here's the thing. It's, I, I'm not so... Oh. I, 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 can't, I can sympathize with this, man. Like, sometimes they'll hand you the bills and the change and the receipt all at the same time and put it in your hand. Yeah. And you're like, They're, obviously these don't go out of the same place, but I, don't, I just stuff them all in my front pocket and I straighten it out in the van. Yeah. Right? There's no reason to clog up the line with this. And, I mean, what do they want to do? After every transaction, they're going to go, how would you like your change handed to you? Right. I can either do it separately or one big wad or I can fold the bills nicely and have them already sequentially ordered. Yeah. Would I you mean, like all of them facing the same way? This is the gas station, sir. You know what I'm saying? Get moving. Oh, they are. Aren't they sequentially ordered? Like, who takes... <laughs> That's true. Who takes a 10 and then a 1 and then a 5? <laughs> yeah, no, no. pulls out of the till out of 20? like no. a psychopath. <laughs> I've seen a Tarzan start whipping pills out in a crazy, crazy manner. Yeah, I suppose that's yeah. true. Thinking about the training regimen at most gas stations is not probably heavily weighted on the the way you hand back change. And I mean, what about those gas stations that automatically kick the change portion out in that little roller coaster, the change coaster? The come and goes yeah. have that. Chit, 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 ring, yeah. And then you got to dig it out yourself, all while the guy's holding bills in your face. I mean, that's first awkward. of all, get with the times, pay with the debit. <laughs> yeah, the only people in the world that find that awkward. Yeah, I, I don't. Like it. Yeah, I agree. I, as well. Like I said, you guys found weirdness in in a machine handing you coins because it, it requires you to be ambidextrous. You have to work with. He hands you the bills out of his one hand, so I take it with my right, and then I have to pull the change out with my left, and then try to two handed both into two pockets. Yeah, they've set me up. All while my goods are on the counter, and I don't, they're not in my hand. Right, right. It, it makes you feel like you're behind. Yeah, there's not a smooth way to exit that transaction. You guys are complicating this. Way they've too set much. that up poorly. You know what I do? Do what you just did, but don't go, oh, oh, no, the whole time I'm I doing I pay it. with the debit so I don't get involved <laughs> in this. Yeah. All right, fair enough. But even that irritates me because they added an extra question in almost all the debit machines. They're like, do you, is this... Does this purchase this, okay? Yeah, does this look correct? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I don't know how much this They said it was thirteen fifty three, and I agreed. Just, <laughs> I swiped the card, didn't I? Yeah. That's enough that I, I agree. <laughs> I didn't do the math and then figure out the tax on top of it and go, excuse me, sir, that's 13 cents too much. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering if this became a problem, right? Like, I've had it where people have gone, sir, that'll be twenty three oh five. I'm like, what? That seems a little steep. What happened here? Oh, I double rang the whatevers. Okay, I straightened that out before I swiped the card. But once I swipe the card, I'm agreeing to the transaction. Yeah. You don't have to ask Pretty me much. nothing. Just say, send it through. No, I what? said this is fine. Right. If it says no, it says cancel transaction. So, like, you could have just started this by just going, hey, 
That's too much. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that, <laughs> Ricardo. Put your Tarzan money back and re-ring. Right, something this funny. Is a newspaper, you're charging me seventy-two dollars. What's going on? Yeah, if I didn't want this, I wouldn't have stuck the car in. And they're like, "Is this okay? I mean, are you my therapist? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Are you sure you want to make this purchase? I don't need your kind of accountability. <laughs> yeah, run this thing. You don't run my life, robot. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, we shut were up, the, internet. We were in the Menards yesterday, and some lady wrote a check. Now here's the deal: check writing's a pain anyway. Yeah. But like at Menards. The manager has to come validate a check. Oh, so, geez, like, geez. you know, people, even even the Menards, which is selling food, people cleaned out the eggs. <laughs> There's course. a run of stuff at the Menards. And so this woman writes a check for $200, $212, and, like, we got to wait there for five minutes while the manager, yep. and you know what she did? She just looked at it and goes, what's your uh, social security number? Writes it down, and then goes, this is okay. And then the lady at the checkout had to then type in the social security number. I'm like, we could have done that with it. What did you do? Yeah. You, know, you didn't Sherlock anything over Nothing. here. Right. That is the correct number amount of numbers. <laughs> Great. I, verify. I have, I have Social Security correct. Law memorized. Oh, it starts with a 484? Got it. Cool. Yeah. We're in the right spot. And where were you born? Champaign, Illinois? This is definitely right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's from Peoria. Do you already have a Visa MasterCard? Because you do now. <laughs> now that I have your social and full name. I stole your identity. Maybe, maybe the lady's like a folksy. Like she looks you in the eye and takes you and is like, you know what? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's, you. <laughs> that's you. Those are your checks. She's you all right, Betty. <laughs> all right, so what's, what's Secular got to say about this one? You're going to love Secular yeah. says, I have two suggestions. Oh, great. The first is to discuss your concerns with the store manager. <laughs> the second is to shop somewhere else. Yes. yes of course, the escalation process <laughs> is the right way to Validate it. <laughs> I don't like the way your cashiers hand me change, <laughs> and I'd like to speak to corporate about it, please. Wow. <laughs> Can we affect this from the ground up? I've talked to 400 other people. We'd like to file a class action lawsuit against you. There is no weapon I hate more than the drama gun. And <laughs> yeah. she just pumps it right out. She's like, I filled this at home, and I'm ready to drama it up. Let me talk to your manager. Yeah. I got to, I, I'm got. i going to tell you something about that store manager. He don't give two craps. Nope. <laughs> no. He don't care about what you're saying. In fact, he's going to regale the rest of the employees with the story exactly. that he had to talk yes. to you for the next three days. You'll never guess this woman came in upset because of the way I handed out the change. Right. His whole, you think his whole job is to make you go away? That's usually not actually the job. No. That's not it. That's not the concept of escalation of customer service anymore. We're not in a place where we have to go, okay, give them whatever they want as long as they're quiet and they don't say anything. It's fine. That's not the deal anymore. Uh-uh. It, you, they're just the face of it, but they're not actually going to fix anything. Yeah, I'm going to shop somewhere else. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Look, if this is how you're going to handle problems, you need to memorize the following phrase. Hi, I'm a gauche turd. Please... <laughs> Get your manager so that he can be made aware of that. <laughs> That's right. Not enough people know that I'm really irritating. <laughs> Does your management structure recognize how much of a boob I am? Because yep. I'd really like for them to know. In fact, I have a like poster all ready that. to go. Here, hang this up. I don't, <laughs> even want, I, I, don't, I don't want the corporate phone number. I want their address. Yes, yeah. I'd right. like to send a letter. <laughs> Sir, did you sign? What does is, what is the word gauche mean? <laughs> <laughs> did you sign your name under this gauche turd phrase? Yeah. Of course you wouldn't know, <laughs> Neanderthal. Did you, did you have letterhead printed? <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Ready? Yep. Dear Life from the Path, my husband and I have been married for 30 years. I recently retired, and we are planning a cruise to Europe and a two-month stay. Not anymore, you ain't, bro. I was just about to say that. Returning on the same cruise line. The cruise line is rather posh, and travelers are asked to, quotes, dress appropriately, which means essentially men should wear a jacket to dinner. No tie required. My husband is balking at the idea he should have to wear a jacket on his vacation and now says he won't go. Live from the path, we have already invested several hundreds of dollars in deposits. Oh. So what do I do? 
I'd rather not spend 14 days at sea with a husband whining over wearing a jacket for 30 minutes a day and end up dining alone. We reserved a table for two so we wouldn't be stuck making small talk. We are cruising because he will not fly. That's rough. Your husband sounds great. And you, you sound great, too. We reserved a table for two so we don't have to make with the small talk. How posh of a place where you've invested hundreds of dollars. Right, exactly. For a two-month stay in Europe, I feel like you, this thing is a warehouse with a crate in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on a cattle ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've already invested tens of dollars. And what? <laughs> I think they're taking you for a ride. How much is it to get there? Uh, $200. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Great. Why yeah. does it smell like livestock in here? <laughs> uh, no reason. Yeah. We're the Uber of the sea. The super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose the, the question is, sea. why would you, um, uh, like, didn't you know that? Didn't you know that your husband would flinch at this? Yeah, this should be you've been surprise. married for 30 years, you shouldn't be surprised. When was the last time he wore a jacket? Yeah. If you can't remember that, maybe imposing this on the dude is a bad deal. You should know your hubby after 30 years. Yeah. Your expectations are weird. I mean, no, no. he's a bit of a boob too, we though. Can t- we can take a couple minutes to be like, "Look, dude, just put the jacket on." Right. Yeah, agree. Your wife happy agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you're being a bit of a boob. And put plus, a I mean, on. you go spend two months in Europe. Just right. put the jacket on to get there, right? Like, no one wants to take their shoes off at the TSA line. You do it anyway, right? right? So well, he I, doesn't. He doesn't fly. No, he don't fly, right? I suppose, but I mean, we do all kinds of things we don't want to do. It's a system of weights and measures, and you go, "Is this worth what I want to have at right. the end?" Yes, it is. Okay, we'll put up the yeah. jacket, right? I mean, buy a flamboyant jacket. Buy a jacket that has that little flower that comes out of it, squirts water. Who cares, dude? Just do something to allow you to do this. Buy the jacket that has your favorite non-imported domestic beer on it, because I can guess that's the kind of person you are. Yeah. Just wear that jacket wow, that's got Bill. Budweiser on wow. the back. I mean, yeah. just because a guy doesn't want to wear a sports jacket, I'm he's guessing, a NASCAR hillbilly. I'm guessing he's a Budweiser fan. <laughs> no. That's wrong. What I mean, you said was wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to wear wrong all you want. I don't want to wear a jacket. I don't drink a domestic drawl. Yeah. Yeah, but would you throw that much of a stink about it to not go on a cruise? I would I'd yell at my wife. Yeah, I would. What bring, were you thinking? I don't want to wear no jacket. Yeah, I would probably. Bring and that it would up. be the end of it. Yes. I yes. Guess I guess I'll wear a jacket. Yes, but exactly. it's going to be the king of beers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be the end of it for you guys. You guys are not the demographic that I'm speaking of when I say I will absolutely not go on a flight and I refuse to go on a cruise if I have to wear a jacket. This is ridiculous. Yeah. That's the guy that I'm talking about. It's the turd ball. Oh boy. Okay, this All is right, great. Secular, let's hear it. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Here we go. Let's do, let's do the old swing and miss the problem. Uh, you have already, uh, uh, Secular says, you have already accommodated your husband by booking a cruise instead of flying. Could his problem be that his jackets no longer fit him? Oh, sweet Moses. If that's the case, you should buy him another one. <laughs> However, if his objection is that he really doesn't want to go, why not take your husband up on his offer to stay home and ask one of your girlfriends to accompany you? Then all three of you might have a better time. On a two-and-a-half-month trip? Right. Almost three months, because it's 14 days each way. Yeah, that's wild. Okay. What's the actual solution here? Secular, please. No. No, no, no. Please, please, please buy your husband another jacket. I would love to see that how that ends. Yeah, right. With your angry, curmudgeoning husband that refuses to wear a jacket, you think it's because they don't fit. Yeah, I got you this one. Great. Yeah, Earl, I got you another one. That's exactly how it's that gotta comes. has got to be. Go. I wonder why he's so against I mean, I... I, I I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to be on my vacation forced to wear some monkey suit I don't want to wear. But, I mean, once again, if it gets me to Europe and I refuse to fly, there's no other way to get there. Right. You can't drive. He's being unreasonable. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, unless he's like, hey, can we just cancel and get a regular cruise where I don't have to wear a jacket? Maybe she did this without asking him. That's a valid point. I don't know. You know, I mean, you can dress nicely on a cruise that doesn't allow it, doesn't ask for it. Right? You can dress nicely. You can always dress higher. Here's the deal. What happens if you don't? Oh, I don't know. You're on the cruise. Right? We can put They're you not going to take jail. you back to port because yeah. you didn't wear a jacket. Yeah, sir. Sir, you'll need to wear a jacket in here. I mean, you're going to make a scene. Yeah. I don't want to. I bet people take their jacket off all the time when they sit down at the table. Yeah. Yeah, you probably just have to have it, have it on to be sat. Yeah. Then they put you down and, and then, then... just take it off. And then you can play Phil Collins, no jacket required, the yeah. whole time. It'll be fine. I think the, the right answer is, look, dude, you need to wear the jacket. And, and look, wife, if you got a little fired up and thought that your husband would right. rise to occasion, uh, you've known him for 30 years. Yeah. You, were, you, were, you were signing the contract with sprinkles and rainbows. Uh, he was never going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you had it in your head that he might rise to this occasion, but you knew deep down in your soul that he was not going to do that. Right. And, and now he's done the exact thing that you knew was going to happen, and it's unreasonable to be upset about it. Yeah, I agree. All right, hey, you've been listening to Live from the Path. Uh, big thanks for hanging out with us. Long show tonight. Uh, hope you enjoyed the program. If you have any feedback for us, give us a call on the uh, Live from the Path complaint line. It's 515-517-0085. It's 515-517-0085. That's the Live from the Path complaint line. Let us know uh, how we're doing, where we got this thing wrong, and uh, we'd be glad to hear your feedback. Uh, also, hey, if you're uh, listening to the podcast on, uh, I don't know, Spotify or um, what's that one? Uh, iTunes? Stitcher? Oh. iTunes, yeah. Hey, leave a review for us. We uh, uh, just uh, it just just helps kind of uh, maybe the show shows up on some lists and things that people other more folks might enjoy. So we'd appreciate if you uh, give us a rating and maybe uh, maybe a review that uh, super help us out. And uh, let's see here. Oh, and uh, find us on Instagram. What was it at Live from the Path? No, it's at LFTP Show. Live from the Path was taken. L- oh, I'm pretty I sure ha- by you four years. I ago. probably have. Yeah, that's uh, okay. <laughs> at LFTP Show. Uh, But if you type in Live from the Path, you can just find our logo. If you know our Facebook, you can find what we do. Um, You'll find the logo that says Honest Faith, Fierce Grace, and Donkeys, and you'll be able to follow us. All right, that's us. All right, hey, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Uh, We'll see you next week. In the meantime, be faithful to me, and God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.